to be praised, and we certainly never tire of acknowledging that very fact. We thank God because over the course of the last two days, now three days, we have been blessed to receive the ministry of several folks from right within the house. Amen. We thank God because by His grace, uh, on Wednesday morning, just hours into the new year, uh, we received a word from Minister Kim McGrady talking about his love. Amen. And from there, we went in our noon session with Minister Johnson, and he gave us a discourse on what? A transformed life. Hallelujah. Amen. On the second day of the year, we continued, and every round was going higher. We thank God in the 6 a.m. session, we heard from a, a, a new minister. <laughs> Hallelujah. But a, 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 a lover of the word. Amen. Sister Charmaine Catan. What did she talk to us about? Do you remember? Hallelujah. Believe me. And did you not get just beside yourself when Mother Van Zant went there last night? I was like, now, Sister Charmaine, when did you pull her aside and give her your notes? What's up with that? Amen. And uh, that we continued in that vein. And uh, Minister Mother Wilson broke the bread for us yesterday during the noon session, and she caused us to be mindful about what? Amen. Keeping your focus. And again, I have it in my notes. Mother Van Zant went there last night. And so I, I'm telling you, we're just in an unusual season of confirmation, amen, and establishment. And uh, this morning, we were blessed with an unexpected word, amen, that had a provocative title. Do you remember the title of that video? Beware of Christians. <laughs> Amen. And we thank God for that time of sharing. Amen. And the uh, debrief that came afterwards. And uh, we are just believing that that won't be the last time that we have the opportunity to share that um, resource. And so now here we are, our final noontime session for this shut-in. And we are blessed to have our own First Lady, Pastor Jeanette, with us. Can we bless God for her? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to invite her to come and just share with us what the Lord has shared with her in this Elevation Through Transformation time. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. I didn't say praise me. Praise God. <laughs> Glory! Jesus. We was reminded that the praise went first, right? Hallelujah. So can you just help me praise them? Just just for about ten seconds. Can you help me? Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I give honor to God. I'm thanking him for salvation. I thank him that I'm not a Christian just by name, but I have a relationship with our Lord and our Savior. Amen. And to our bishop, we just give honor and recognition to the office, but to the man as well, the God in the man. Amen. And to all the leaders and to each and every one that's here who have made the sacrifice of time. Amen. So I want to really just jump in because there's so much and I want to make sure that we have time to um, conclude what the Lord really has just really put on our my heart to have us do. Amen. Um, so for the last couple of opportunities I've had um, to minister, I've really been looking and studying um, Joshua. And um, so I was blessed the first night of the revival when she tried to go there. Amen. Um, but we're going to talk about um, a memorial. The older I get and the more I, things I put on my plate, sometimes to recall it, to remember it, I have to make notes to myself um, or someone else will start telling me or reminding me about it and then I can pull it up out of the brain. I won't say it's due to age. I will say it's due to all the things I have on my plate. Amen. Um, but it is important for us to build a, a memorial. Um, we can go through the Bible, and there's many occasions that the Lord wanted a memorial built. And why? It is to cause us to remember. And not just for us, but for our children and their children. Amen. We tease a lot about Sister Charmaine being our historian. But we also, from early on, knew the importance of recording what was going on, whether it was through DVDs um, or um, CDs, and now we have to beware of the camera as well. Um, first it was um, Minister Ricardo, and now he has passed it on to Brother Diggs, we hope that that camera won't go missing. <laughs> Amen. But it is important for us to build a memorial. The Lord has done a mighty work already. And sometimes when we get together and we start talking, we begin to remember some of the things that the Lord has done in the past. But sometimes as we go through the year and go through our lives, we tend to forget, um, but we're going to talk about how we're not going to forget, how we're going to build this memorial so we will be a remembrance of what God has done during this consecration. Amen? But before we get started on that, I want to talk about, as I shared before, 
um, in December last year, that the Lord had reminded me that I need to be aware of how he deal with me, the seasons, and numbers, all right? So, of course, you know, I had not planned, but, of course, the Holy Spirit in his direction had me look at some important numbers. And I immediately went to the number 14, the 2014, which represents, and this is based on my little short time of research, um, represents deliverance or salvation. Okay? And it also represents a double measure of spiritual perfection. As I continue to look at the number 14, realize that um, the Lord stated, or it was written 14 times in the book of Proverbs, to fear the Lord. And that there were 14 generations between Abraham and David. Amen? So I really want to dig more, but, you know, really what I want us to take out of that is that this is a double measure of spiritual perfection. And all I could think about was part of the word that came forth last night. And that was that he wanted to give us, increase us, or a wealth, a spiritual wealth. And I was like, wow, double measure of spiritual perfection. But when you look at, you know, the little capture of 14, deliverance and salvation. And I really believe that's what has been occurring in these three days um, during this consecration, that we are being delivered from a lack of not knowing. Hallelujah. We're being delivered from fear, from self-righteousness. We're being delivered. That's like being transformed. Unto what? Salvation. But then I was like, oh, that's good, that's good. But I was like, what? wait, it's 2014. You can't forget the 20. So when you put the 20 on that, 20 represents redemption. Redemption, deliverance, and salvation. 2014. Let's keep that in mind as we look at the building a memorial. It's important, and as I stated before, we use different medias to kind of capture what occurred during a specific time. But when God called for us to build a memorial, it, 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 we have to pay attention to that. So we're going to look at Joshua chapter 3. And you have to fast forward many years ahead of when, they, um, when Israel was delivered from Egypt. They was in the wilderness, and then it was time for the people to, to, to cross over another big body of water. Amen? One of the things that, let's read, so we're going to read a little bit because I really want us to kind of capture, if you could back up to the first verse, 
Joshua 3, 1. We there? Yep. Let's, let's read, okay? Because for some of us, we take, a van, we take it for granted that everybody in the room knows this. So we're going to, you know, skip around, but we're going to be able to get the essence of the story, all right? So they have it on the screen so you can read. Let's read it, all right? Let's begin. And Joshua rose early in the children of Israel, and lied there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days. How many days? days. How many days? Three days. days. Keep going. Now, let's stop right there. Who gave the people the commandments? Who? Let's go back up there. Number two, verse two. And it came to pass after three days that the officers, The officers, the leaders, one Joshua, one God, the leaders. What did they tell, instruct the people to do? To follow it. Well, no, you know, it was specific directions but if you know the story it was they didn't give them the whole story they didn't know the whole story but they were able to hear the instruction i believe from god because when you have a multitude of people and you need to get the word out and you have leaders that are among the people they can give the instruction now, it doesn't say that Joshua gave, did, who gave it to the, the leaders, but the leaders gave the instruction to the people to look out for what? The ark. What did the ark represent? The presence of God. So the officers was like, you need to pay attention. You need, when the God move, you need to be ready to move. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many leaders do we have in the house? Hallelujah. That's what we need to be encouraging and instructing the people to be doing. When God moves, be ready to move. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Verse 4, let's go together. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way before. Okay, hold up. So they gave them some more instruction. Very detailed. 
that tells me that the leaders, the officers, had to know the covenant. They had to know, don't, don't mess with that ark. You better keep your distance. We as leaders and officers in the body of Christ or in the partnership of faith to faith need to know so that we can communicate the right instruction to the people. Hallelujah. So the instruction, the first instruction once they came to the Jordan was you, when God, pay attention. When God moves, you need to move. And you need to, this is how close you need to be. That's the first instruction. Let's read verse 5. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for the morrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Now let's, let's look at this. In Joshua gave the instruction a higher level of spiritual instruction. He told the people, okay, now we got, we got to set ourselves apart, aside, all right? And then when we do that, guess what? We're going to see the wonders of God among us. Look at the order. Hallelujah. The, the officers are encouraging the people, pay attention. God is going to move. And when God moves, you need to be ready. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. And then when it's time to move, he uses Joshua, the leader, to give the people the instruction, the next level. Amen. Then what happened after that? Verse 6. And they took up the ark covenant and went before the people. God, Joshua gave the people, look, this is what I need you to do. We're going to be ready. God's going to move. Then he went to the, the priest that was carrying the ark and then gave them the instruction. Isn't it interesting that Joshua didn't give the whole picture of what was going to happen? A lot of times, even as officers, we may tell the people, get ready, God's going to move, and we don't give them every detail. And Bishop gets up here, he doesn't give us every detail. But it's, it's, it's our responsibility to obey those that have rule over us. There's an order. Amen? Hallelujah. Now after Joshua gets the instruction... <laughs> To the priest, gives the instruction to the priest. What happens in verse 7? And the Lord said unto Joshua, who said it? Now God is going to step in and give some instruction. To who? To who? Come on. Continue to read. To magnify thee in the sight of all Israel. They may know that. With Moses, so be with thee. So he's reassuring Joshua, I'm I'm doing this because I want the people to be persuaded. He didn't say persuaded about me. He wanted them to know that he was with Joshua just as he was with Moses. Continue to read. Verse 8. 
And thou shalt command the priest to bear the ark of the covenant, saying, Ye come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, hold on before we read that verse. God gave um, Joshua more direction, okay? So first he told him, this is why I'm doing this. And then he said, I need for you to command the priest to do what? Bear the Ark of the Covenant. And he told Joshua what to say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And look at, this is, this jumped out at me. Ye shall stand still in Jordan. In the midst of the water in the midst of you think about it what happened was the water came up on each side and there was dry land but the lord told joshua that they will stand in the midst in the middle now can you imagine all the people getting through because then, you know, you read on and tell you that they, they walked through on dry land. But the priest was instructed to stand in the middle with the ark. I think about that song, In the Middle of It. God stood in the midst of the situation. While the people got across. But could you imagine? The priest was the one that was carrying the ark. So everybody getting across. And then you still standing in the middle. Sometimes when we are in the presence of God. We are helping others get across. Thank you Jesus. While the Lord is causing us to stand in the middle of potential loss of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As we understood, we can see that Joshua then, um, the instruction was given to Joshua. And then if you read 9 through 13, then the instruction was given to the people. And then in 17, you can read where it says, And the priest that bared the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. That tell me that they were obedient. They may not have understood all. They didn't get all the information. They were just given the instruction what to do, and they did it. Hallelujah. We're building a memorial. Amen. Then when we go to chapter 4, you can see in chapter 4, it reads, and it came to pass when all the people were clean past over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take twelve men out of people, 
out of every tribe of man. Then the Lord, after this great miracle, because that's what it was, and the priests were still in the middle, they did not move. They didn't say all the people are over. Now it's time to take the ark and move on over into the dry land. They waited for instruction. Think about the lessons we've been learning about prayer. How when we give God, we pray to God, then we have to stop so we can listen and get the instruction. When we're going through, even when we are asking God for a miracle and he's giving us instruction, sometimes we miss the step-by-step instruction or he'll give us an instruction and be like, okay, now he must want me to move. Or, you know, he's not just having me stay in here and wait. Why? What's the next step? And I found myself in that situation. After he said, okay, it's time for you to leave. After I left my current job, now I'm like sitting here, okay, what's next? Okay, the, the, the world said the next thing is you, you send all your resumes out and you get all that. He hasn't said yet what's next. So until he say what's next, it just have to be still. Right? That's what the priest did. This is what even though I was looking at the number 14, the Lord was like, I want you to really focus on this 12. It's important. Yes, we're in 2014, but I want you to look at this 12 as building a memorial. Joshua was instructed to take 12 men out of the people, out of every tribe. Hallelujah. And he gave them instruction what to do. And each one of those men had to take up a stone. Hallelujah. To build a memorial. And they were going to build this memorial so that they would be reminded that God allowed them to cross the Jordan on dry land. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We cannot afford to forget what God has done for us in this consecration. It, if we don't, as we go through 2014 and we start encountering life as those young men were sharing in that video this morning, and we don't recall what God has the power to do, to confirm, to speak to us, to care about where we're at in our lives, we can cause ourselves to sink. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When we look at the 12, I was like, okay, You know, you're like, okay, why did they use 12? And, of course, it was 12 tribes. We know that there was 12 disciples, right? Hallelujah. 12 tribes of Israel, 12 disciples. Do you know that there were 12 basketfuls of leftovers when Jesus fed the 5,000? Why 12? And I looked at, there's 12 minor writing prophets. Why 12? Well, I looked it up. 
12 represents the church and God's authority. It implies structural beginnings, a foundation of organization, as well as governmental protect, perfection. There's that word again, perfection. Just like in, for, just like in 2014, when we looked at 14, double measure of spiritual perfection. Hallelujah. God is perfecting face to face. Perfecting the order. Hallelujah. Just like he did when he gave the instructions with the officers and who the officers gave the instruction to. And Joshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But when we look at, you know, in the New Testament, I couldn't help but look at Revelations 21. Thank you, Jesus. And in Revelations 21, we will find that there was a foundation that was constructed by 12 jewels in the New Jerusalem city. Hallelujah. There's 12 gates, pearl, made of pearls. There was a fruit, a tree, that bare 12 fruit. I'm doing my research on that. I said, I need to know what that, that mean, that look like. I mean, I want to know if it's specific. Is it fruit we know of? What is it? Fruits of the Spirit? What is it? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're going to do a little exercise. Thank you, Jesus. Because it's important that we build a memorial. Thank you, God. And I'm going to ask if um, Sister Diggs, Carissa, would hand out those sheets. But before she hand them out, I can't believe it. Okay, you'll be able to work with, if you don't get a sheet, then work with someone, okay, especially if you're a couple. Um, But we should have enough. I'm counting, I'm missing them in the sound room. But give everyone that's sitting out here one sheet, and then we'll we'll work around it. And you should get one sheet, and there's going to be uh, a number on that sheet. Is that yet? And if you have your Bibles, a sound room or get it together, pull it up for us, and that's Revelations 21. The Lord has this year really been dealing with me. It it, it was just... I was kind of clueless until last night to yesterday about 
the stones. Like earlier this year, he gave me pearls of passion. And then he just started dealing with me. We were talking about something, and I was like, diamonds? And then Mother Vansant was talking about diamonds. And then last night, the Lord just dropped in my spirit about rubies. And sapphire, I was like, how am I, what, what is this? And so we're going to do, um, I need your help to help us build a memorial, okay? So um, if you look at Revelations 21, 19, this is the foundation of the wall of the city, okay? And it was fashioned with or garnished with precious stones. And you have a number, okay? And if you don't have your Bible, um, if you have a number that's beyond this screen, because we'll actually need 19 and 20 on the screen, if you could do it. If you can't, we'll, we'll give a couple minutes. I want the number that you have, find out, write your precious stone. So, for example... If you have the first, number one, on your sheet, your stone is a jasper. So I want you to write that down. If you have number two, you're a sapphire. And so on and so on. There's 12 stones. You have a sheet? Okay, so... um, So if you're a couple, if you could kind of work together, if everybody don't, okay, we're good. You're fine. Do you and Brandon have, okay. Brandon have a sheet, so okay. Clay can work with um, Carrington. So make sure you have, do everyone have their precious stone written? Six and seven is, let's see, six is Sardis, S-A-R-D-I-U-S. And the seventh, can you put that up? I'm going to spell it for you. It's Chrysolite, I believe. Um, C-H, or they have it up, R-Y-S-O-L-Y-T-E. Now, some of the names... This is biblical time, but if we research it, we have our phones. We're going to try to research it. I want you to look at what that stone represents. And then what I want you to do is I want you to write. You can either write a a phrase. It can't be a long, you know, try to keep it a minimum under 15 words. or you could draw a picture. If you're going to use art, then we're going to really need to, you could draw a sketch of it, and then we're going to need you to perfect it, all right? But I want you to look at that stone, and I want you to write that little phrase that captures for you or for us as a group what this consecration was or is, okay? So, for instance, if you had, say you had a diamond, which we know if you look up the diamond, where's, where you can find the diamond. 
You can look at um, where most diamonds are. You know, if we find that most diamonds are found in Africa, how, how has this impacted us that we will impact Africa? Or, you know what I mean? Look at what stone you have. Do what research you want to do on it, but connect it to this time that we've had. And what I'm going to do, will give you some time. If you have questions, you can work with someone else, ask questions, um, and then I'm going to turn it over to Bishop um, if he wants to give us time to do it or time um, as we have some downtime. But if you can make sure that I get this by 530, we're going to collect these and we're going to try to bring it all together. And I'm going to ask, you know, our media um, person, Ms. Kyla, and um, Brother Brandon, um, and we're going to try to see how we can creatively put this together so that this will be on our web page and um, be able to, not just our web page, but how we can get it to make sure that we're able to visualize it on a continuous basis. If it is that we're running it in the, um, on the screen out there every Sunday or every Wednesday, we want to make sure that we capture this and it be a memorial because what it was, every time they went to the banks of Jordan, they were in remembrance of the miracle that God did for them. And we need to be in remembrance of what God has done for us so that when the fiery darts come, as we go off of that cliff, because that's what they did. They went into that water. If you read it, it was very specific in what to do. And as Joshua, as they took one, the pre, they took one step into the water, the water began to recede. And all I could think about was the same thing about the, hallelujah, about the cliff. As we step out, the Lord will provide a bridge for us every step of the way. So we need to be reminded because as we jump off the cliff, there's going to be some people that think we're kind of crazy. They may try to get us to turn around, but we need to be in remembrance of what God has set for us to do in this season. Amen? I'm going to turn it over to Bishop and... Um, that way you'll have some time to really kind of research it. You can also, I know you've been talking to people, you can kind of capture all of what you feel, wow, this is what, this was the theme, this is what we talked about, this is how it affected us. Hallelujah. And then put your individual spin on it, okay? Let's say amen as our bishop, our Joshua, hallelujah. Um, comes. Amen. So, um, just want to make sure that we're clear on what this, what the project is. So we've got our, our jewel sheets, and we're going to research what they looked like or what they were look at where you can find them today in the earth 
um, just let the Lord lead. It is, it's a lot of information to our hands, but we want to make sure that we connect it to what has happened. But once we once we have that information, then how do we connect it to the consecration and revival? Well, we can connect it as an example I gave. If it's a diamond and I realize that the diamonds are found in Africa, so I'm going to look at what has occurred for us. We have a connection to Africa. So, for instance, doing um, jumping or diving off the cliff, what does that look like for our call to Africa? Or um, based on some of the things that we shared around fear or um, what we saw today around um, being a Christian, what does that look like? How is that affecting us and Africa? You know what I mean? And there may not be a connection, but try to make that connection. Any questions? Yes. Properties of these uh, uh, these minerals to the the character of a, a believer, for example, diamond is formed uh, under high pressure and all this carbon years to transform graphite to uh, uh, to diamond, which will represent uh, perseverance and endurance. So you don't have to take it from where you can find it. You can look at the properties of it, um, like you said, the hardness of it. You can look at the shape, the color, where is it found, you know, um, what does it take to really harvest a diamond, you know, and look at those kind of things to make the connection. So it's not just where you find it or what color, but what properties it have and what it takes to really um, be able to utilize it, okay? Any other questions? Creative license. So that way, if some of you want to be able to use the Internet, the, we want to be able to pull it together. And if you can, when you turn it in, if you could put your name on it so we can go back if we need to, to if we need clarification or once we want to do the product, um, we could be like, you know, can we offer a little bit or can we add this a little bit? Or we may not add, but just so that we have that contact. Um, and I want to encourage you because I sent some people like, ooh, this seems a little challenging. Don't take it that way. You know, work with someone else or ask other people to help because this is something that we're putting together that is our experience. It's just helping us by all of us having a ownership, a piece of it. Okay. Any other questions? If I can have it by 5.30 today. Yes. So I know some of you want to take a nap. You can take a nap, um, an hour, but you have some, some downtime to be able to um, hopefully get it together. Okay. Any other questions? All righty. Amen. Can we appreciate our speaker?
Amen. Uh, so we um, actually, uh, as, you're, as you are contemplating uh, that assignment uh, during the downtime, I'd encourage you to go back uh, to Joshua 1.